On this episode of Five Things, we're gonna take a deep dive into AI for those of us in post-production. I'll answer your top five questions so you're prepared for the creative new world order with AI. Let's get started. Hello and welcome my friends to another episode of Five Things, a series dedicated to answering the five burning tech questions that you have about technologies and workflows in the media and technology realm, plus tech stuff I dig and how it's used. I'm still your host, Michael Thomas, and not too long ago, I posted on several social media platforms asking what questions you had on AI. And you didn't disappoint, fam. I've taken all of the 100 plus responses, put them in a few nice, neat categories, and wow, do I have a deluge for you. Strap it down because it starts now. By far, the most asked question on social media was, what tools are available for me today? The easiest lift is that of automated content analysis. For a hundred years, we've relied on a label on a film canister or a Sharpie scrawl on the spine of a videotape case or that name of the file sitting on your desktop. And while this does tell us the general contents of that media, it's not very specific. What locations were they at? What was said in each scene? Were they wearing pants? Boy, that escalated quickly. Now this is where AI's got your back. With content analysis, sometimes called automated metadata tagging, AI can analyze your media, recognize logos, objects, people, and even their emotions. Plus, transcribe exactly what was said and generate these time-based metadata tags. It's a bit like having Sherlock Holmes on your team, solving the mystery of the missing footage. Because there's always a better take you missed somewhere, right? Listen, this is my hard drive and it only makes sense to put things in there that are useful, really useful. AI-assisted color grading is also starting to gain traction. With the help of AI models, colors can quickly analyze the color palette of a video and create a consistent base grade. This can save a ton of time when you're dealing with various bits of media with different formats and color profiles. It does the balance pass, so you can start to create quicker. AI can also suggest starter options for more creative color grades, like adding a touch of teal and orange. Colors can also use existing content as an example to tell AI the look that you're aiming for. Additionally, AI tools are revolutionizing audio post-production too. Noise reduction algorithms powered by AI can effectively remove unwanted background noise, enhance dialogue clarity, and improve overall audio quality. Um, and yeah, you're saving yourself a bit of money, great looks, you know. Um, and I think the big thing there, solid spruce or, or mahogany top. Now, while this tech has been around for a while, adding AI models to these existing algorithms are making these tools even more powerful. These models also help with frankenbiting. Frankenbiting. It's an editing technique. We take various pieces of audio and visual. We build the scene we want to build, kind of like Frankenstein building his monster. Text-to-speech tools that allow for generated audio to sound like someone else, also called voice cloning, is a fantastic tool for frankenbiting. Now this is where AI's got your back. Were they wearing pants? That doesn't make sense. For most of us commercially, it's great right now for scratch narration or to replace a word or two. 
but it's not quite at the point where you can easily adjust intonation. However, when that is possible, editors may possibly have a new skill to learn, crafting the performance of the voiceover in the timeline. Text-to-image and text-to-video products are rapidly being developed too. Just look at services like Runway or Midjourney, Dolly, Kyber, and a host of others. And while we can't generate believable video B-roll on the fly, unless you'd like the current generative AI aesthetic, once that boundary is crossed, this will fundamentally change the way editors work. Okay, instead of adding, can we subtract? Rotoscoping tools are readily available to industry standard tools like After Effects and Photoshop. And while we can erase objects in near real time, we can also use tools like Generative Fill for AI to guess what's missing right outside of the frame. Large language models, or LLMs, are key for AI to understand what you want when you ask it a question. LLMs are also imperative for our next skill, text-to-code. Now, why is that important to you? Many motion graphics software packages have an underlying code base that you can use to script the actions you want. So until text-to-video becomes more mature, you can use AI to generate code and scripts to tell the motion graphics tool exactly what you want to do. Now, all of the aforementioned model types are just a sampling of the broad categories of specific AI models. In fact, Hugging Face, a repository for various AI models and datasets, has nearly 40 categories of models for you to download download, train, and experiment with to assist you on your next project. It is not the strongest species that will survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most adaptable to change, once wrote Leo Meganson. AI and its many variants are exploding. AI has already become the fastest adopted business technology in history. So how can you adapt to this? Well, the first step is to not panic. Don't panic. If you've used any type of AI, you can totally see the current deficits. Whether it's factual hallucinations or relatives with 20 fingers and 37 toes, AI will be evolving, which gives you time to learn and use AI tools as your sidekick and not worried that they're going to be your replacement. As AI for the general public is still in its infancy, it's critical for us to learn about the AI models we're utilizing. This means knowing what data was used to train them and who's curated that same data that the models were trained on. This level of openness not only empowers us to make better decisions when selecting model providers, but it also fosters a culture of responsibility. We'll get into that more a bit later. As is with any moment in the zeitgeist, it's imperative that we understand the difference between what's the real deal and what's part of the hype machine. We're likely to see the AI label slapped on many different tools. Now, you may not think this is a big deal, but it can be. To start off, it's a matter of investment and value. You want to ensure you're getting the whiz-bang AI capabilities that you've paid for and not just a repackaged widget marketed as AI. Genuine AI tools can also perform complex tasks, adapt to new situations, and sometimes even learn from those experiences, leading to more efficient processes and smoother outcomes. Non-AI tools or overhyped plugins, however, may not deliver their promised results leading to your major disappointment and potential setbacks in your project or business. And there is our first impression. Plus, understanding the capabilities of the AI tools can lead to better usage. Knowing what an AI tool can and can't do allows you to utilize it to its fullest potential. On the other hand, blatantly mislabeling a non-AI tool as AI can lead to wasted time or underuse. 
Lastly, it's really about ethics and transparency. Misrepresenting a tool's capabilities is deceptive marketing, plain and simple. This is already a major problem and a rarely policed one at that in the tech world. It erodes trust between providers and users and can lead to skepticism about the entire field of AI. Speaking of ethics, as we leverage AI to push the boundaries of creativity, we're faced with new dilemmas around privacy, security, bias, and yes, even our own core ethics. These aren't just questions for tech wizards or the philosophical ponderers. They're issues that each one of us as contributors to the creative world need to grapple with. Well, why? because the decisions we make today will shape the digital landscape of tomorrow. If we start with your creative tools, such as the ones that give you the ability for voice cloning and face swapping, which do have legitimate applications in our industry, they also raise ethical issues, such as privacy, consent, authenticity, and accountability. For example, voice cloning and face swapping could be used to create fake news, deep fakes, or malicious impersonations that could harm the reputation or even the safety of the original speakers or actors. Plus, bad actors could undermine the trust and credibility of the creative content and its sources. What if I were to tell you that I'm not even a human being? To solve this, we need explicit consent from the original person before their voice or face are used. No more unsolicited borrowing. These technologies aren't a license to steal. Next, we need transparency. Any content using these technologies should have some form of credit or disclaimer to ensure the audience knows what's up. Finally, accountability and traceability are key. Keeping track of the source data and the synthetic outputs ensures responsible use. This means finally deciding on and implementing some form of chain of custody solution, such as the Content Authenticity Initiative. In essence, we're talking about a culture of responsibility in AI usage, balancing the scales of creativity and ethics. From a macro perspective, data privacy and security have become increasingly critical ethical concerns within the AI sphere. As AI systems extensively rely on vast amounts of your personal data, the issues of data ownership and protection have exploded. To handle this, it's imperative to establish and enforce stringent data protection guidelines. The problem is, we've already been using the internet for a few decades now, and a good chunk of your data is already out there. That forum terms of service that you scrolled past and clicked I accept on, they have your data, which means they can potentially monetize it in any number of ways, including using it to train new AI models. Now, ethical online services could certainly provide users with a user-friendly opt-in, opt-out option, particularly for AI services that are deemed excessively invasive. Similar to the Can Spam Act here in the US or the GDPR regulation in the UK, this could allow users to opt out of the use of any of their data to be used in training AI models. There are several generative AI cases currently making their way through the US legal system, including lawsuits against Stability AI, Midjourney, and DeviantArt, who are all accused of mass copyright infringement. Microsoft, GitHub, and OpenAI are also being sued over Copilot's tendency for reproducing developers' publicly posted open source code. Keep tabs on these cases, as they will shape how the combined art you make with AI is recognized. Another critical point to consider is the potential for bias and discrimination in AI. The danger here is that biased data can lead to AI systems that further perpetuate those biases. The key to breaking the cycle is ensuring that the data used to train AI is diverse and unbiased and capturing multiple perspectives. It's also crucial to regularly monitor AI systems to identify and rectify any biases that may have snuck in. Mandating that AI providers publish their data sets to the public won't fly. 
which means some form of audit by a third party. The immediate thought here is some form of regulatory body, which I really unfortunately can't see a way around. Transparency in AI algorithms is also an integral part of ethical AI use. It's important for creators to understand how and why AI systems make certain decisions. As AI for the masses is a relatively new technology, we all need to become educated on the models we're using. This kind of transparency can lead to more informed model provider choices and quite frankly, encourage a sense of accountability. The broader societal implications of AI in the creative industry extend well beyond your editing Fortress of Solitude. As AI continues to transform workflows and redefine job roles, it's crucial to support your fellow creatives in adapting these new changes. One way to support creatives is through continued education and upskilling programs. As AI tools become more prevalent, creatives should embrace lifelong learning and acquire new skills to stay relevant in our industry. You know, like watching this series. By developing a deeper level of understanding of AI technology and its applications, creatives can leverage AI to their advantage and remain valuable contributors to the creative process. As Phil Libin, creator of Evernote and Mm-hmm, and the current CEO of All Turtles said, AI won't replace any humans, humans using AI will. Like it or not, democratic governance of AI is also crucial to address potential risks and ensure responsible AI development and usage. Transparent regulations and ethical guidelines can help shape the future of AI in a way that aligns with our societal values and prevents misuse. I know that last statement is loaded with several gotchas, but I really don't see another option. And who decides the standards? Pardon me? I said, who decides the standards? Why, your, uh, your democratically elected leaders, of course. Washington has historically played catch-up on all things tech, but the current administration has published the AI Bill of Rights, which speaks to many of these topics. However, as of now, they're not enforceable by any law, and there aren't any federal laws that explicitly limit the use of artificial intelligence or protect us from its harms. At its core, what we do in post-production is all about storytelling, and AI, for as fascinating as it is, is merely another tool in our toolbox. It's true, AI can analyze data, identify patterns, and even suggest edits. Heck, it can even generate content based on predefined parameters, but no matter how advanced it becomes, it lacks the innate understanding of the human condition, the emotional and cultural context that you, as artists, possess. To be clear, don't believe the job loss hype. AI is not about to take over our jobs. Please don't fall for the classic lump of labor misconception that automation kills jobs. It's simply not true. Technology serves as the spark for productivity enhancement, making people more efficient in their work. This increased efficiency triggers a chain reaction. It drives down the cost of goods and services and pushes up your wages. The net result is a surge in economic growth and job opportunities, but it doesn't just stop there. It also inspires the emergence of fresh jobs and industries, and ones that we couldn't even have imagined just a few short years ago. In the face of evolving AI technology, the role of editors is not diminishing, but transforming. You are the bridge between the cold calculations of AI and the warmth of the human connection. Hey, I just think you should know that one of my salesmen beat your stupid computer. So take that ass we infuse videos with the depth of storytelling that resonates with audiences, that touches hearts, and sparks imaginations. AI cannot replace your creative intuition or your storytelling skills. 
It's the human touch that adds the emotional depth, the nuanced transitions, and your profound connection with your viewers. Remember that, my fellow creatives, and let's shape the future of our industry together. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. I'm sure you have some input on one or more of these five things. Let me know in the comments section. Also, please subscribe and share this tech goodness with the rest of your techie friends, even if they might be AI. Five Things is also available as a podcast, so search for it on your podcast platform du jour. Look for the red logo. Until the next episode, learn more, do more. Thanks for watching.